All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is day seven of our 21 day challenge. 21 things, all um, 21 days of, of walk and talk in celebration of all things adults with autism. Really looking forward to today. I have a special guest, uh, one of my favorite colleagues um, and fellow therapists, even though I don't practice as much as she does. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Dina Rutherford. Dina, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you today, Kendry? I'm good. I'm so glad that the rain cleared up. We had a little rain here in East uh, Knoxville this morning, um, but it cleared up. And so I am outside walking today um, in honor of of the people that we support um, and in honor of the people um, with autism that we don't yet support that we can hopefully engage in some way and inspire them to do some amazing things that we know that they can do. So I'm out here. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I just want to let everyone know before we begin our talk today that this race, I mean, this walk and talk is done in conjunction with our 5k, our virtual 5k and if you would like to sign up for that, you can go to runsignup.com and put in Autism Breakthrough in the search engine and you will find our virtual race. We have a really cool um, t-shirt this year to commemorate 2020. Um, the robot figure is our uh, unofficial mascot and he's wearing a mask and I, I love it um, because it's so fitting for what we, we've been going through these last few months. Uh, almost this last year. It's almost coming to an end. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about Dina. Who are you? What What do you do? So I'm Dina Rutherford. I'm the recreational therapist here at Breakthrough. I've been here a little over eight years, and I'm in charge of the recreational therapy department. So I help our individuals um, with their meaningful day schedule and doing different activities throughout the day. And we have like structured groups that we do as well as one-to-one -one groups that we do as well. Okay. Okay. That sounds like a lot of fun. Is that it? <laughs> we, um, I don't know if you guys know this, but we call you fun Dina because you're yes. always bringing the fun <laughs> and I love yes, it. We need that. That nickname was given to me a few years ago, and it has stuck, so and I'm okay with that. <laughs> good, good. Well, what is recreation therapy? Please educate me. So recreation therapy is um, a form of treatment for individuals. Um, it can be anybody, really, that needs to work on something. It could be, like, due to their physical or cognitive or emotional or social functioning. It's different interventions that um, are designed to enhance their current skills. Um, the the layman's term is we do fun stuff as well as help them learn them at the same time. Most of the things that we do um, are so fun, they don't even realize that there's any skills or learning that they're getting out of it. So and that's how you know you're doing recreational therapy, right? Uh, that's one of those yeah. examples where it's not either or, it's both and. I love that. Um, so what are some of the what are some of the things that um, you look for or some of the treatments that you um, provide um, for adults with autism? So all our 
adults, we have, they have specific goals that they're working on. Um, we incorporate those goals into our activities that we do to make sure that they're continuing to learn and continuing to improve their quality of life. So, um, like, some of the benefits that they may get out of it is, like, emotional benefits, um, which might increase their confidence or promote their higher quality of life. Um, same with social benefits as well. Um, a lot of our people lack good communication and social skills. So what we try to do when we do activities is um, continue to improve their social skills and their communication skills as well. Um, how we do that is we might be playing a game or something and have them communicate rather than have staff communicate for them. Or we also do book club, which is one of our most popular things we do. And they work on social skills and communication skills and that quite drastically. Um, we meet once a week. We read a book out loud. And then we also discuss the book. And a lot of times when we discuss the book, um, life skills comes up as we discuss the book. And um, childhood stories they might bring up. So it's a very good group that we do that allows discussion and allows improvement upon all the benefits that we entail. I love that. So what do you do? Like you were talking about book club. What about people who are nonverbal or have limited expressive language? So how, they, how do we they do, benefit? We do have a few that um, are nonverbal that come to book club. Some of them choose to just listen. Um, some yep. of them use their um, communication device to um be included in the conversation we do finger reading a lot too where they'll like point at the word and you can tell that they're very engaged just pointing at the word and a staff will read over them um, so there are definitely ways to adapt book club even for people that aren't um, capable of reading just yet and it also helps them learn words as well even if they're not able to communicate them I love that. And before coming to Breakthrough, I didn't even know that such a thing existed. Um, so it has been wonderful watching that group develop. And they're reading like young adult novels. Like, what are y'all reading right now? Right now, we just, we're just we starting a new book. Um, okay. We just, we just finished The Great Treehouse Wars. Um, uh -huh. We read anything from, you know, young adult novels to um, like movies, like we read The Princess Bride, which, um, was, yeah, it was like 600 pages. Um, so we read a little bit of everything um, <laughs> and they choose the book. They're given a couple books to choose from whenever we start a new book. So the group gets to choose what book that we read. But that's so cool how recreation therapy incorporates those life skills because reading about someone else's story and reading in general, it gets you into that mode of, okay, let me put myself in their shoes. What are they going through? What's the context in which they're living and how do I apply that or, or draw parallels to my own life? Um, so yeah, I love that. I, I love reading. What are, um, yeah. you also mentioned, um, uh, oh gosh, recreation and getting out and having fun and, um, reading and, and different activities bring up childhood memories. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking about that, you know, as you were talking, and I'm just like, man, I had a great childhood because um, what I learned in childhood prepared me for today. I don't, I don't know how many of our listeners were latchkey kids um, 
or if they were, you know, their parents were working um, and I would get home from school and I had a key, I let myself in uh, 12 or 11 or nine or 10 even. (laughs) Um, And I had about two hours to myself where it was just me and I was the, the head of the household for that moment. Or in the summer times, you know, when I would go and my grandma, she would just say, go outside and play. And we wouldn't come back until it was time to eat. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, I had maybe a mile or two to roam um, independently at such a young age. And um, I learned so much from those things. Um, Is is recreation kind of like that? Or do you lend some of your activities to things like that? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, like, I was the same way. I would come home and I would have two hours to myself and you could do, you know, whatever it was that you wanted to do during those times. Um, so, definitely recreation. You can um, learn um, different skills to help, you know, throughout your life to um, continue. Um, like, recreation therapy in general uh, deals with it can, like I kind of said earlier, um, like physical or cognitive or emotional social functioning, like it's used yeah. in rehab hospitals, it's used in um, VAs, it's used in adaptive sports, it's used in mental health settings. Um, and, um, so it goes a long way, especially like if you take things from your childhood, a lot of those things we forgot or we put to the side because we're now adults. We now have to work and we forget to have that fun. Um, or we just sit around and watch TV, which yes, that is recreation, but is it the best way that we could be spending our recreation at that time? Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I mean, you think about like hopscotch and jumping rope and playing kickball and riding a bike or, you know, going out and sitting around with your friends trying to figure out what you guys were going to do or what you're going to build that day or, you know, what kind of make-believe, whatever. It just, it just, it stems so many, um, what problems you had to solve because you and your friends didn't agree and you were stuck with this one friend that you didn't want to hang out with, but they were there anyway. (laughs) You know, life skills are learned um, quite often through play. And, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times as adults, as we get older, we're like, oh, I'm adulting and this sucks. But if we get back to playing and and doing meaningful activities and and making, um, being intentional about the activities that we do and and recognizing the therapeutic effects of it, I think we Mm -hmm. would be way better off. Um, in the long run for for doing some of those things yeah yeah most definitely like when we were children like organized sports we've learned competition we learned teamwork we learned failure it's okay to fail we learned a lot of things just in organized sports that hopefully had an impact on you know how we became adults so most definitely yeah yeah I love that and you guys do special olympics too right we do. We have probably a participant in every Special Olympic that is offered in Knoxville. Um, so we do volleyball, volleyball, basketball, uh, track and field. Um, we also do tennis, and we also have a participant that participates in the ice skating event. I love that. And the triathlon, yeah. we've had biking, swimming, running. Was that yeah. Yeah. Was that Special Olympics or was that through the Y? 
it was through the Y, but yes, we okay. did have a few that did that too, which was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. The athletic ability I saw there was like so impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Very neat. I love that. I love that you guys are doing that. I love that we are doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. Thinking about adults um, with autism, what are some of the challenges that you see most often um, when you're, you know, I guess doing a new treatment plan or something like that? What what's that like? What's Some that experience? I guess the most challenge is trying to figure out what they do like and what they don't like. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll they'll just agree to do anything, but may not necessarily like it, or mm-hmm. um, they might try everything or try a lot of things, and then they they don't like it. So that's probably the most challenging thing is finding that right niche for every person. Um, Cause yeah. we all like different things. So it's just that um, assessment process of figuring out what that person likes to do. So that's probably one of the most challenging things. Okay. Interesting. Oh, and uh, if you check the email today, one of the action items was to take the assessment for recreation and leisure uh, activities, that'll give you a glimpse of, you know, kind of one of the assessments that Dina does. I guess this one is abbreviated too, right, Dina? Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's a very abbreviated assessment. It's um, the recreation and leisure inventory assessment. So it's just a sample so you all can kind of see some of the questions that we go through and also for you to kind of evaluate your own leisure inventory. Um, earlier I mentioned like watching TV if that's the only thing that you check on your assessment you might need to kind of research yourself a little bit more and like figure out something else that maybe you like to do 10 years ago or something that you no longer do that you might want to get back into so the assessment gives us ideas of things to try um, with our individuals Um, gives us also ideas on what their leisure life is like currently or what it's been like in the past um, any supports that they have as well to help them with their recreation and leisure and um, any goals that they have currently that we can work on while we do recreational therapy I love that so recreation and leisure in my mind they're one in the same am I right yes you are wrong. Oh. <laughs> a lot of people, yeah. I know, that's, you almost that's got me there. You're like, yes. No, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. So okay. recreation, yeah. yeah, so most people think recreation and leisure are interchangeable. Yeah. And they are to an extent, but leisure also has a, a couple more definitions. Um, like recreation is the actual activity that you engage in, like volleyball or fishing or basketball okay. whatever the actual activity is board games yeah. so that's yeah. what recreation is leisure okay. can also be the set of activities that you do but also leisure um it's the concept of time you know we have leisure time which mm. you know that's what, yeah yeah which we don't think about when we think about leisure we think of activities but it's also like where we're free from obligations we're not working um and our mind is just having leisure on its own, which is another definition of leisure. Yeah. 
was yeah, a state of mind too. A state of mind, um, not really too much engagement, but if you so choose, then that's fine. Um, but the recreation is, is more of an act. It's more of an action. Correct. Yeah, the recreation okay. is activity and the leisure is like the state of mind. So you can oh. be at work and you're sitting at your desk and you're daydreaming. More than likely, you're like off on the beach somewhere or like going hiking or something in your mind. So you're not thinking about working, but yeah. you're having that leisure. You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there, but you're still having that leisure as a set of mind. So that's that split second of perceived freedom um, that you're having, even though you're not doing anything. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Thank you for clarifying that for me yeah. because... I uh, definitely have been using them incorrectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you know, these are can be used as an activity as well, but it also has more than one definition too. Gotcha. So, what made you want to get into this line of work? So, um, backstory: I got an undergrad in psychology, and I knew I wanted to further my education, and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do looking more for like psychologist type work and then I got a job in the mental health setting and that's when I discovered um, at the time there it was activity therapy and mm -hmm. I was like I could go back to school and get paid to have fun and help people at the same time right up. So, I know. <laughs> so that's exactly what I did I went back and um, got a master's degree in therapeutic recreation at University of Tennessee because where I worked at at the time they had activity therapy and I was like that's exactly what I want to do I want to help people um mm -hmm. and I wasn't for sure exactly how I wanted to help people and then I discovered recreational therapy and like that's right up my alley that's awesome yeah and that's similar to my story I also graduated from UT psychology they don't tell you about all the cool ways that you can actually do this for work in undergrad you have to kind of figure it out once you've been in the world yeah. of work and, um, you know, wanted to further my education and employment and vocational rehabilitation was my jam. Uh, and it's so fun to go and find a job because that's, you know, that's a challenge. And to work with people to develop those skills um, is amazing. And, and I love the work that you do. And I love that you're so dedicated. And, um, you know, you're working with a non-typical population, usually and correct me if I'm wrong, but the stereotype for rec therapists are people who work in a nursing home and set up bingo every yeah. day and, and puzzles yeah. and, and cards or, um, you know, like a gym teacher or something or camp counselor. Um, right. And you're not yeah. that. You're not that yeah. at all. <laughs> well, thank you. You're not, <laughs> you're not that at all. And it's opened my eyes to the profession um, and the practice of recreation therapy. Um, and, and you've even incorporated it into our office atmosphere um, in making us um, as employees, as staff, as administrators, aware of our own, um, I guess, I would psychological angst <laughs> of working, um, but taking us out of that mode and, and being able to um, play a game, uh, a seemingly innocent game, but reflect meaning and um and it, it's really helpful for us um yeah with that so thank you You're um welcome yeah what else can you tell us tell me more about recreation therapy and rec counseling and 
So the kind of um, piggyback on what you were just talking about, I am extremely lucky to have a job in community recreation. Like you said, most of them are in assisted living homes or nursing homes or rehabs, which is great. It's definitely needed. But I'm able to, like, explore the world and able to use our community to help our individuals as well. Um, and it also allows us to network with other agencies and other businesses around the Knoxville area. Mm-hmm. It allows our individuals to be part of the community, too, which sometimes if you have people that are in, like, residential settings, they're not out and about in the community. They're not known. They don't know who their community is. So doing this type of recreation, they're, they're known. Um, they, ha- they make friends. Um, businesses recognize them they welcome them in um, and they're excited to see them so that's one thing that I love about this job I don't have to worry about like little things like um, I can give them scissors or we can have paper clips things like that and we have like the whole world to explore and if something doesn't work that's great we'll adapt it and find something that does so that's um one thing that I do love about this job, we try anything mm-hmm. once, uh, we learn from it. If it works, great. Doesn't, we learn from that too. So yeah, uh, yeah. And not That's everything, awesome. not yeah, not everybody likes the same thing, too. Which yeah. you know is part of like the assessment process too. And so with that variation, um, you, you do specific treatment plans for each individual, right? Correct. Once they have their assessment, what can you tell us a little bit more about that? How that so process we'll do, Yeah, so we'll do the treatment plans based upon the assessment that we do. And they'll work on um, three different things depending okay. on what they get out of their assessment. It's um, like leisure education. Sometimes they might not know what they want to do. So it's yeah. up to us to kind of educate them on the different things that are out there that they can do. I like uh, that. Is, yeah, because, you know, if you're sitting at home and you're bored and you're just watching TV, you might forget of all the cool things out there that you might like to do. So it's just educating, making you aware of different things that are out there. The other thing is, like, functional leisure skills that um, they may need to work on, which is, like, the cognitive skills, the physical skills, or the emotional skills. So those mm-hmm. can be built into the activities that we do. Okay. What's your then, what's your treatment plan for our admin team? I'm curious. No, just, just, <laughs> teamwork. Just, I never teamwork. Yes, I love it. What's the Cognitive third thing? Skills. Uh, the yeah, third thing is thinking on your feet. It's uh, recreation participation. So they might okay. like to do something, but they might not be able to participate for. A numerous reasons that it might not be available to them. They might like to go to the bowling alley, but it's not available to them at that time for whatever reason. So it's okay. that actually gets them to participate in recreation. Awesome. 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 Well, let me see. I think I had one more thing. Now you make a calendar every, like since COVID every week, but you typically do it every month. Um, what's all on that calendar? So right now, 
after COVID, we have a lot of online activities that they can participate in for those that weren't able to go out just for safety and health measures. Um, mm-hmm. Like there's so many things right now that are free and available online. Um, you can do virtual museum exhibits. You can do yoga classes. There's lots of like one-to-one craft classes, boxing classes, whatever it is in the recreational field, you can find it online right now. So it'll yeah. give them that opportunity to still do things at their homes that if they're not able to go do it. And we also okay. have a few um, things are slowly opening back up. So we have a few of our groups that we've done pre-COVID that we've kind of adapted, like craft class and book class. Um, okay. Or book, book clubs that we have on the calendar that we can do in a safe way right now. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. I love that. And that calendar um, incorporates not only like breakthrough specific activities, but it also incorporates activities that are going on um, in the city. Correct. So that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I love it. Very uh, engaged in the community. Well, Dina, do you have anything that you would like to share um, with our listeners today about? maybe how they can get involved, how they can advocate, how they can participate, or anything Um, else you would like to share with us today? Well, just, you know, we just all need to remember to take that time for ourselves. Sometimes we forget to do that, especially now. Most people are a little bit more stressed than they typically are. So we need to take that few minutes a day to do something that we enjoy um, in the recreation aspect of life, even if it's just reading a book for a few minutes or, doing a craft that you love whatever it is that you love to do we still need to take that time and um, especially with um, adults with autism they still need to have that time as well so um, sometimes we forget the importance of recreation and how much it does have an impact on our mental health so we just Mm. need to remember that that is definitely important even though some people are like I don't like to play it's more than just playing, you know, it's taking that moment for ourselves to kind of recenter ourselves and coming back and reconnecting to ourselves. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I say all the time, have some fun. And <laughs> people think I'm joking or something like that, but I'm like, no, you, you have a hard life. You have a, a difficult situation. I don't, I might not even know what's going on, but just given that smile, and and given that, hey, let me go out of this office and, and go have some fun. Let me squeeze a little joy out of every single moment that I can, because that does so much for your well-being and, and for your state of, of mental mental health or satisfaction or or whatever. It, it may even, you know, I know rec therapy lessens anxiety and um, all kinds of things that mm-hmm. are associated with um, social um, applications or even just problem solving or whatever it is that you're working on at the time. So that is awesome. That is so awesome. Um, cool. Tell us before we go about the sensory room. We didn't talk about that. That's no, a cool space that we have. Yeah. So we designed the sensory room to help them um, with their sensory sense stimulation. Uh huh. And um, so it's in the residential um, neighborhood that we designed it. We turned a one bedroom into a 
safe space where they can like de-escalate, where they can like decrease their anxiety level. There's all sorts of fun things in that room that are like tactile that they can use. It's a calm and comfort room that helps them kind of self-regulate their behaviors, which ultimately improves their focus. So it's definitely a great space for them to use, yes. And that space is uh, free and open to the public, but you have to be trained first to use it. Um, and we do have some really stringent re- um, regulations right now due to the pandemic. Um, but it is an awesome space to, um, you know, I think we have some behavioral therapists to come in there and use that space, mm-hmm. a few occupational therapists. Um, but yeah. Contact you can contact Dina um, if that's something that you're interested in learning more about. Um, we want to make sure everyone knows that we do have that wonderful resource um, for for different activities and therapies and stuff like that. So cool! Thank you, Dina, so much oh, for welcome. sharing. Yeah, thank you for sharing with us today and taking Thanks some time out of all of the fun <laughs> that you have planned <laughs> and scheduled for everyone. Um, I just want everyone to remember this is our 21-day challenge, 21 days walking and talking, all things adults with autism. We want to make sure that um, you spread the word. If you can, send an email, um, call a friend, um, I don't know, post it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever, Nike Plus, running, Under Armour, put it everywhere. Put it on the news, call, call everybody. Get up in church and make an announcement that this is going on, right? Um, we we really want to connect with you and to connect with other adults on the spectrum um, who are listening and who we love. Um, so, yeah. Other thing, if you want to catch this later or send it later, it will be recorded. Um, you can um, access it on anchor.fm slash autism dash breakthrough um and do that as well all right i think that that pretty much sums it up well thank you once again dina and uh we'll see you all later see you all tomorrow thanks for having me all right thank you bye-bye